0: Welcome to How to Have Fun at Work. My name is Lynn Parker and I spent years doing something I was good at, but not having any fun. Then one of my clients told me women aren't funny, so I created Funny Women and the rest is history. In this podcast, I talk to guests from both comedy and business. They have a lot more in common than you would ever imagine. With season four of The Marvellous Mrs. Maisel hitting our small screens, we're riding a new wave of female led stand up fever. I've already seen the start of some great new comedy careers in my stand up standout workshops and our comedy crash courses this year, so all bodes well for the 2022 Funny Women Awards. Sadly, we have to do this without a glamorous Manhattan apartment or a designer wardrobe. It's all very real. To discuss what it's like to launch yourself onto the stand-up circuit in the UK, I have two marvellous guests with me. Uh, from either side of the comedy fence, please welcome Hella Wozniak-K and Louise Lee. Hello, both of you. Hello. Hello. Let me first introduce Hella Wozniak-K, who is a self-styled connectress, who connects female founders and entrepreneurs. Indeed, this is how we met originally, as Hella is the soul of Sister Snog, which she describes as a business tribe of powerful women and a power brand led by women for women. I could say much the same about Funny Women, and it's wonderful that both of our organisations are celebrating 20th anniversaries this year. Mm. Hella also has a burning ambition, which I'm hoping we can help her achieve, which is to channel her inner Mrs Maisel and perform stand-up. In 2012, she took part in a special Funny Women Challenge event, which was to celebrate our 10th anniversary. So I am really interested to know what she has got in planning. Now, Hella, last time it involved costume, didn't it?
1: Well, it did. <laughs> um, it involved wimples, it did. to be precise. <laughs> mm. and we I were think... nuns on the run. <laughs> <laughs> and you had an accomplice, didn't you? <laughs> I did have an accomplice, yes. We were sister and systematic.
0: Hmm. Oh, right. Wasn't it sister hysterical? I can't remember. I
1: oh maybe it was. was. No, it was I think sister- it... Oh, maybe it was sis. No. Well, do you know what? There you go. I <laughs> thought it was systological and systematic, but it might have been hysterical. But anyway, we were <laughs> nuns on the run, and that was our um, personas. <laughs> it was very
0: funny. Fun. Fun. <laughs> So, uh, Louise Lee, my second guest, is a real-life British Mrs. Maisel without the hats. <laughs> you've, you've probably got a few stashed away, I Louise. Got yeah. Now, Louise started performing when she was aged forty-three, and has taken to the stage at the Savoy Theatre, Monmouth, the Palladium, Bideford, and the Hippodrome, Bristol. <laughs> As well as countless pubs, village halls, comedy clubs throughout the country. Oh, the glamour. Oh, the glamour. (laughs) Now, uh, in terms of success, Louise has been a semi-finalist in the Funny Women Awards and is a highly valued regional producer for us in Bristol. And she recently hosted a new showcase night for us at the Wardrobe Theatre. She is also a Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year nominee and living proof that a midlife crisis doesn't have to involve a Harley Davidson and an underwear model yet. Now, uh, Louise, congratulations on the Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year. And uh, why not a hot young man in his Calvin Klein's on the back of a motorised scooter? Well, you know, um, (laughs) I think poor Stephen, my poor
2: husband, would object strongly (laughs) to that i think that's his it's one of his main concerns is that i'm gonna go off with some young stand-up comedian and i'm like and, have you met
0: them i going to say has he seen what these <laughs> you young unwashed check-shirted yeah. men look like no, no. you're not gonna go no. off with them <laughs> really not I'm really not uh no
2: this is no. a thing i'm doing for me definitely yeah. not
0: <laughs> to pull well you know. we're very proud and it's great that you're doing it so um Let's focus on the realities of taking up stand-up, uh, mm. whether that be for fun or for real. Uh, it's always maybe best to start it off as a side hustle. So uh, let's, let's start by talking about Mrs Maisel. Hella, why do we love her? Well,
1: as soon as she appears, <laughs> I love her you know from the very first moment i mean it is uh, we are drawn by the fashion we can't ignore that (laughs) yeah but what i love about her is that she um i mean i'm not big into swearing but i really don't mind when she does it you know everything is with style her observation of her own life which is how it all kind of happened is what makes her funny um you know, she she has good days and she had bad days. She's she's just a proper woman with great hats and amazing outfits, and wears <laughs> Christian Dior if you don't mind.
0: I know. So, Louise, does that resemble anything like your life? I think. I
2: mean, obviously, the Christian Dior. let's you know goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> My wardrobe is stuffed with nothing but yes haute uh, yeah. couture. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think. I think for me, the thing that I love about her is her drive. You know, that there's nothing in her life that says this is what she should be doing. And yet somehow she's found this thing that she just kind of has to do. And I think anyone who does stand up, it is really a a terrible addiction. (laughs) And and she's, you know, she'll do it. I love one of my favourite episodes is the episode where she goes to parties and just starts doing stand-up oh, at parties because yeah. that's what I did before I started doing <laughs> comedy officially that was me I was at a party holding court and just trying to make everyone in the room laugh and so she's she's got the say these sort of character flaws that are very similar to my character flaws. And I love that about her, that she's just really driven and she'll go and do this weird thing in all these odd little rooms.
0: That's good, isn't it? That's very real. That's very it's much very like real. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. your exotic locations that you've performed yeah. in. <laughs>
2: the of Biddeford. It's not like the I Palladium I was going to say that I, I, I
1: also um, kind of would love to go to prison for a night because she did. Right. <laughs> what a great adventure is that! Mm. And it's everything is has got its funny side. And I think, you know, as you get older, unless you start to see the funny side of life, you might just go a bit do lally lally and yeah. grow a really big beard, as opposed to these old hairs that appear every now and again that you were there Itself when you were.
0: Awesome Louise, <laughs> yes. what about the sacrifice? I mean, we joked about your other half worrying about you running off with young comedians. <laughs> But what is the reality? What is, you know, there is a level of sacrifice and you're a mum too, so. Yes, I am. And I didn't start doing it until after I was a mum. So
2: again, Mrs Maisel. And, you know, if I had a pound for everyone who said, oh, I found this amazing series, It's Miss. you'll love it. And I'm like, yeah, no, I would have like 12 or 13 pounds, um, (laughs) which is about as much money as you make in stand-up in the first couple of years, you know, the, the... The sacrifices are that you are high-fiving. I'm high-fiving my husband, if I'm lucky, on a good night on the doorstep as he comes home. And driving into the night to, you know, a village hall in Devon where there's a meat raffle and... (laughs) um, (laughs) <laughs> and um and not coming back in and you know and not putting the kids to bed and that's fine I've done years of that I, I, I don't have hmm. any kind of guilt about that um but but you know and then creeping in at one in the morning <laughs> <laughs> kind of going, this is such an odd way you know with 50 quid in yeah. my pocket, and I've spent seventy-five on petrol. It's a very <laughs> odd way. It is to a spend compulsion, isn't it? Though mm. that
0: is the thing—you're driven to yeah. do it. I mean, Mrs. Yeah. Maisel does have quite a lot of support in her life. Yeah, she has the uh, designer apartment with the amazing. Is she Swedish. I don't know the the maid yes. person. Yeah. The maid is she not called
1: Helen? She never goes. I think home, she's called she? Helga
0: or something. Helga, she sure? I, it's probably it. my alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, there's no one doing that for you, Louise. You're you're you've got to no. come. No, no. Yeah. I mean, and you
2: know, I will be like, yeah. There's you know, the dinner is three quarters made. Texting my <laughs> husband. The dinner is three quarters made. All you have to do is add the boiling water, and then you know, um, I'll see you at one in the morning. And yeah, and 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 they have they kind of have to just go well that's the thing she's doing now yeah yeah you know? and
0: that is the sacrifice and you have to make yeah. it work you know we've yeah. had you know i i don't perform but I've years of running gigs and doing exactly that up and down the motorways and mm. you know on trains and you know sometimes skipping meals completely because you've forgotten to eat or yes, the yes you, yeah yeah. You know, yeah. or they or the pork pie in the car on the way home, which Ginsters, is. Um... Ginsters, yeah, yeah. Gingsters. Yeah. What would we do without gangsters
2: <laughs> yeah. I'd like them it's... to
0: sponsor us, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
2: So but I, drink... I mean, I love all of that. I love all of that. I love that I go to, you know, A Road Services at half past <laughs> eleven at night. And so in my full makeup and I, and I think, you know, what do they think I am? You know, and a buy basically, it looks like I've forgotten (laughs) a packed lunch for the kids, but you know, actually it's my dinner. And I just, I love that. I find that so glamorous and to be, you know, it's ultimately very unglamorous to, but I also love that about it because I'm a turn, you know, and I've wanted to be a turn all my life and, and now I finally am. And so all the kind of rubbish bits where I'm, you know, in some grotty pub in Worcester, going what? Oh, to three people. I don't <laughs> mind because it's all part of the grift and the being a turn.
0: So, Hella, has that put yes. you off Yeah. Has
2: that put you off? No, I like I like <laughs> the phrase of being a turn.
1: <laughs> no, that's I've not heard that before because I am a total and utter novice, as you know, and mm. um, so it's only taken me ten years to. Uh, have to be me nuns on the run, which was um the debut that never went anywhere, but it was never supposed to no. and I think what what I've loved Mrs. Maisel has actually said for me i want to I want to do stand up in order to be a better presenter. You know, in order to be yeah. better on Zoom, in order to harness my funny bones. So I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure that I, I want to be um, in that service station with the um, with the <laughs> packed lunch, but I will do that. And the thing is, in Brighton, it's all on my doorstep. Yeah, yeah. so many yeah. things that you can do, and and it's it's a it's a funny place with funny people, and there's I think there's some good um, observations that I can make
0: on what I see in life really
1: yeah
0: oh, it's interesting because I, I was gonna say where it's interesting in terms of location because where uh Louise is in Bristol is also got a vibrant um uh scene and now we have restarted our comedy night there hmm. and Comedia in Brighton is our longest running Funny mm. Women gig we've been doing that since I set Funny Women up you know it's I still can't quite believe that we've managed to keep a gig going for 20 years but but it is a great scene you have Brighton Fringe so there's plenty of opportunities did you want to say St Louis sorry
2: what I was going to say was I think it is when you start doing stand-up it's very you it's very easy to kind of go I want to do this you you kind of go and then I'll be on live at the Apollo and actually (laughs) actually it's a really amazing way sort of Creative hobby as well. And I think we, it, it, people get very ambitious and very driven about progressing and making, and getting better and better, and, and getting better gigs and earning money and blah, blah, blah. And I am that. But also, you know, it's a fantastic creative outlet. It's very um, minimalist. You don't need to like if i'd love to sing in a band but i cannot coordinate my diary with four other people and my family and i'd love to do plays at the amateur dramatics but i cannot you know I, I i can't control the quality of that no you know I, yeah and and what i love about stand-up is that if it's bad it's my fault <laughs> i've got no one else to blame and i'm also not letting anybody else down
0: that's right. And I, I have done both of those things. I've done Amy Drammies mm. with, lo- with a cast of thousands, you know, like community panto, yeah. pre-funny women, thank goodness. Mm. And I'm married to somebody who gigs regularly in a band. Mm. And it, it, most of the aggravation is getting the band together. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's the wonderful thing about stand up. It, it's you and, and you're, you're, you're running your own mm. diary. Yeah, and and the, my
2: favourite bits of Mrs Maisel's the ones where she just goes to the local pub where she knows that she goes down well with the audience, and she's just wearing her well I call it her funny girl outfit because it's what the same as what Audrey Hepburn wears in Funny Girl the black trousers and the black top yeah. oh, <laughs> and she's yes. just you know and she's and and I think what I love about taking up stand up is that I could just I could took it up when the kids were quite little and I'd literally be. Combing the knits out of their hair at <laughs> 7 30. And at 7 45, I'd walk through the door of a pub, still wet, <laughs> you know, with beans encrusted on my top. And it didn't, I didn't have to have makeup on. I don't have to, it's just me and my body and my words. And there's no faff with it. And I can write into the Hoover or I can write, drive. I used to drive to work and I would, you know, be like, well, it's 20 minute drive to work. I'll run my 20 minute set on the way to work and you know there's a it squeezes beautifully into the spaces in in a busy woman's life you're listening to how to have fun at work brought to you by funny
0: women and hilarious so getting started and as hella has already mentioned uh one of the great things about stand-up is also that it helps you improve your performance on work (laughs) zooms Zooms, and uh, public speaking and i'm very pleased to say that we use quite a lot of the female talent that comes through the awards for lots of corporate stuff as well so so hella where do you see do you see yourself on, on a ted TEDx stage oh, or
1: interesting you should say that very interesting because only last week I've, I've hooked up with um a sister who asked me to um be one of the editors on her book and we became very good friends and so we we're kind of sort of presentation partners now and we're going to uh-huh. hook up once a, once a month and what we said is we're sending each other every week our favourite TED Talk of the week. And so I'm going to send her one. She's going to send me one. And, yes, TED Talk is kind of where I see, you know, the, the end that's Your the long-term end aim. Yeah, okay. But yeah. Whether that's, you know, 12 months, 24 months, 48 months, or <laughs> whatever 10 years is, on the eve of my 70th birthday,
0: by then I will have done a TED Talk. <laughs> but you see, that's but you, but I've done two TEDx talks, so I, mm. I've, I've been through that experience, and it really does help you focus on your message and what have you. it's, it's, it's not dissimilar to doing stand-up. and I think mm. the fact that I do what I do help me do it, but it's still mm. terrifying. Actually, I'm not going oh, to lie. I'm sure, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, yeah, that's exactly, your vision. Yeah. That's your vision.
1: That is my ultimate ultimate goal and um and also i want it to be a good ted talk by the way mm. <laughs> because, <laughs> okay yeah can be arranged i don't want it to be the ted talk that people send and say have you seen this ted talk <laughs> how did she manage that one but what i will add because it's interesting if i might um one of my other reasons of um of doing this is <clears throat> i'm very much into pre-loved and i buy and I've bought charity pre-loved for years. And sometimes I go in and I see a really amazing ball gown for a tenner. So I have a lot of £10 ball gowns. And when I saw Mrs Maisel, I thought, what do I do with them? Ball gowns, (laughs) cocktail dresses that I have never worn. And they're in a big sort of wicker basket. And that's, I've already got my outfits, you see.
0: Wonderful. We want photos. And that's a great Uh, persona as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Well, you know, again, when, when we started up, all those years ago, one of the things that the women used to do is dress down. And I think Mm. now dress up, you know, and, uh, you know, people are throwing their uh, designer clothes at Catherine Ryan, (laughs) you know, wear wear them, wear them on live at the Apollo. The whole scene has changed. Louise, where'd you get your ball gowns from? Um, I'm quite triggered by ball gowns. I
2: went to balls as a teenager, so I uh I never ever want to wear anything corseted ever again. Even my wedding dress was comfy. Um, and so I am I am never I'm never doing that again. But I did I did before the Leicester Mercury Comedian of the Year uh final, I did go to a personal style consultant and get myself
0: some oh, new wow. threads
2: um, to just make me feel more to make me feel like I really belonged up there and like I That's I really important was a that though bit yeah. More, you know put together as a look and um yeah and and I've got some big scary gigs coming up and it's like
0: yeah this
2: blouses will give me the confidence to The kind clothes of go on do and, help definitely. Yeah. yeah,
0: I always have a yeah. few things that I just I buy them when I see them as well. I don't yeah. muck about. You've got to. You've got, they got to. they won't be there tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly yeah. if exactly. they are vintage or, in, you know, they're mm-hmm. one-off mm-hmm. in a charity shop. Um, Louise, you do have a particularly good line in jumpers. I, I know I tease you about I'm them. a
2: sweater wear a sweater she girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I Always do. has I... a
0: good jumper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you? It's yeah. a thing for me, yeah,
2: definitely.
0: <laughs> so I want to just go back to our friend, uh, Mrs Maisel. Do you think that our real lives are good are they imitating the fiction is the do you think, i i'd like to think a lot of what we see on that program is quite well observed and does feel quite real what do you think louise
2: i think that even if it's a metaphor it's quite an accurate metaphor mm. you know so i can see the kind of reflections of the things that i do in what in what she does so it's like it's not like super hyper realistic but it also it's not million miles away it's not like my dad couldn't my dad was a doctor and he couldn't watch casualty because it was just not right (laughs) or you know uh maybe it was was er i can't remember he was a you know whereas i can watch mrs amazing because it's close enough
0: for me
2: to feel that i can really identify with it
0: yeah and i would rather watch that quite often i've spoken to lots of female comedians who can't watch comedy on television because it is mm. they're, they're watching they're living it and it's not like being at a live gig you're actually watching yeah. someone on live at the apollo that you might know and you're <laughs> you're kind of you're, you're like you're nervous for them yeah and also it's, you hate them but yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> i, I wasn't you. gonna say
0: i wasn't gonna say that you love so, them you we love them, them yeah. but we hate them as well absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hella live at the apollo no <laughs> I so don't, merely, merely a hobby, a, a something. It to is do. a hobby. I,
1: I tell you what I see. You know, maybe if you ask me in a year's time, what I see is the reason I want to get into it is that I want to celebrate because I will be sixty this year, and I want to do the wonderful Mrs. Vosniak K presents the Diamond Life with friends, and it will be observational of my life, and people will maybe have points of reference um and that's what i see in my head that's where i'm i'm aiming to so that's um, is that 7 months away
0: i love seven i months love months the away. way every week both all three of us keep talking about visions and seeing and what we mm. cuz i think that's really important and for my 60th i did a comedy roast and oh. i had i had female comedian friends just taking the mickey out of me really for for an hour <laughs> And everyone was everyone was that's really great. nervous for me. They were all really nervous yeah. for me. I bloody loved it. I thought it was amazing and really good fun um, because I think what people in comedy observe about you, you know, I can take it. I mean, I wouldn't have stayed yeah. doing this for 20 years if I couldn't take it. Mm. But, yeah. I think well, that's
1: a real tribute and an honour for, for, for those to really be able to do that as a, mm. as a kind of a gift. Yeah. I, I think that's marvellous. Yeah.
0: Mrs Maisel. Yeah.
2: Mrs is <laughs> There we go. What's yeah. up This is how to have Fun at yeah. work with Lynn Parker, the founder of Funny Women. To find out how to have fun in your workplace, visit www.perlarious.co.uk.
0: I'd like to talk now about the theme for this year's International Women's Day is breaking (coughs) the bias. And I just want to ask Louise, do you still think any kind of bias exists on the comedy circuit towards, uh, would it be towards men? They still prefer men. Or do you really believe, well, I believe that it has changed, but you're out there doing it, working it,
2: I think it has really changed
0: in a lot of places,
2: and I think funny women is a huge part of that. Um, certainly in Bristol, what we've been doing here has made an oh. enormous difference to the scene. It's yeah, it's a
0: great group scenes. down there. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Um, and it's been amazing to see that in, with my own eyes. I think, I think that, I think bias is just a natural part of life. And I think if a promoter is booking a line of the, of the people that they think they are, are the funniest, they might be booking the people who talk to them of their experience, mm. which is why mm. it's really important that you have women and uh, you know, people from other underrepresented groups booking gigs and getting their, the stories that resonate with them out on the scene um, rather than just performing. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, there is a sort of supply and demand issue still. So uh, women, you know, even sort of most promoters now are trying not to book, for example, all male, all white lineups. Yeah. Yeah. But there are fewer uh, people who have, who fall into those categories on the scene. And so therefore you often still be what I call the lone vagina, uh, where you turn <laughs> up at a gig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: I've just got a very bad vision in my head there. It's not anyway. good. It's not good. And
2: um, and that and that's not out of my comfort zone. I was raised among lads. So, you know, I'm 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 kind can, of okay with that. Yeah. Just, and also, and also as an older woman, I feel a little bit more bulletproof than I might if I was twenty five. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think I think bias is part of life and um I just think you have to acknowledge it and look at it and go, am I booking that person because they're talking about stuff that is interesting to me? Am I, you know, and am I looking at my audience and kind of, and assuming that they're going to find X, Y, Z funny when actually they'll laugh at all sorts of things that I think this Mm. crowd wouldn't, like you know, like yeah. as an older woman comic, I often think, God, I can't talk to these young people. But I'm the <laughs> age of their mother. What are they gonna, what are they gonna find funny about me? And then actually, they think it's hilarious to be yeah. let into the world of 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 the
0: menopause or mother of teens. You know, <laughs> I think they need to know about it, really. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and Hella, you you yeah. and I both started our respective businesses 20 years ago and as children as children yeah (laughs) we wish we have already revealed our ages so we have oh yes yes Um, everybody knows yeah so um sister snog i mean Mm. breaking biases in a different way the sisterhood um you describe yourself as the soul i do have a lovely vision actually every time you say that i sort of have this little ghostly vision of hella Floating above people. But yeah, I mean, in the business world, you know, being outright, being outspoken. I think the the whole ethos of what you do is about supporting women and you provide environments, totally. don't you, for them to talk to each other and perform mm. and what have you. But in a business context, tell us a bit more about that.
1: Um, yeah well that's true I mean you just mentioned that um, <clears throat> I'm the soul of Sister Snog I think I might change to be the um, the lone vagina of Sister Snog actually because <laughs> whole point is I find that that might be vagina. a bit more you're not lone though no. the point <laughs> no, is you're not I'll the be, lone vagina no, but we can all be the lone vagina together and <laughs> <laughs> so it's tautologist really isn't it so um, I think it's it's an interesting um you know being a woman I remember always saying that my superpower when they talk about we're having an event on friday because everything's got a theme to it because that's how i am and the theme is heroes and super heroines, and so everyone's going to be talking about their superpower what is it you know and it is first and foremost for me has always been being a small northern pole i think <laughs> has been my superpower and um, um, so that means being who i am and i think what sister snog is all about is this a tribe of individuals where people are themselves. So for example, if we have a dress code, it is not a Stepford Wife type of dress code. If I'm like, you know, um, turn up in, in your favorite shade of rouge, there will be 50 shades of rouge, not gray, by the way, I haven't mm-hmm. done that one. <laughs> um, and, and I think what we have is zooms can be the dullest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm unless you're at a Sister Snog Zoom, because they're mm-hmm. fun. You know, it is about business, but it's about women who are serious about what they do, but click with each other. And the funniest things come out that make life memorable, because business can be a bit yawn, can't it? You know, if
0: you haven't got any fun. <laughs> uh, well, I'd like to just, i kind of like just to round it up and ask Louise mm. to give Hella some of your best advice about how Hella can get going on this Miss, Mrs. Marvellous Mrs. Wonderful Wozniak-K. Wonderful K. Mrs.
2: Wozniak-K. Wonderful.
0: Yeah. Wonderful missus uh, Vosniak Wonderful. Wozniak-K, yeah.
2: yes. My number one, uh, my number, I've got two big pieces of advice. Number one is to book two gigs at least in the diary so that if the first one goes really well, then you have to do another one and if the first one goes really badly you also have to do another (laughs) one right so you always have at least one booked in in the future so that so that you have to get back on the horse because they they don't all go well and one of the things that I've massively learned from from stand-up is to fail which I was very very bad at before and to get back on the horse and the other is um LSD uh, which stands of course for lower your standards darling (laughs) Okay. So when I started doing stand up, my success criteria was, I and I was doing a lot of mixed open nights with music and open mic nights because there just weren't as many comedy open mic nights in Bristol. So it was, can I get one table of people to listen by in my five minute spot, and then I would move on to can I get some people to laugh (laughs) eventually, you know, because because I just was like I. Number one, I have to communicate with people and I have to get their attention. Then I'll get a laugh eventually. And I'm not somebody who gets out of a conversation without a laugh usually. So, you know, um, but just that that lower my standards right down, bring my success criteria right down. I stayed on stage for the full five minutes and I more or less remember my words. Could be your success criteria. And then after every gig, you go, well, I smashed that even if it was awful you died, (laughs) you know, just, you've got, you've got a thing to sort of go and you, and you, and you, you don't then have to, and you will always feel better after a great gig. You always Mm. will. That's your, that's the nature of the beast. But it means even if you have a terrible gig, you can rationalize it and go, well, actually
0: I wasn't aiming to have a good gig. I was aiming to survive. Yeah. And never I come up. off stage from either a stand-up gig or a speaking engagement and say to the promoter or the organiser, I was rubbish. Because if you mm. say that, they will think you're rubbish. Then,
1: yeah. 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 I in like your... the LSD, though.
0: I'll yeah. remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That, and
1: standard, do you take darling. LSD as well? No. <laughs> I, no. I, no. I, I'm just I checking, actually,
2: just in I case. I don't take anything, not even drink before I go on stage because my – I think when I was younger I could have done it but now my memory and my words just go out of my head Mm. so actually alcohol doesn't help me no you know and also what if you were better what if you had a pint I'm not a drinker no
0: no No. so So that's good so 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 for me me, it's
2: it's sober it's got to be sober I mean you know there might be the odd like home very home gig where I might have a pint where I feel really (laughs) relaxed but nothing that I'm kind of you know doing that matters you know ever no and, I mean it's
1: I don't when I'm running the sister snog zooms I'm not drinking no so it's no. a job isn't it yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's, a job. it's exactly. the same thing you've got to approach yeah. it in that and mm. I need to be um I need to be present and I yeah. think that's respectful to the audience as well. And, you need and, to have someone, and I suppose unless you're Dave Allen and that, that was then and this is now, the galloping gourmet when he used to yeah. get, oh, you yeah. know, totally trolled, did he?
0: God, we're all, are we all old enough to remember these things? <laughs> only, yeah. just.
1: I'd like say, <laughs> only just. Well, I read about him, I mean, honestly. So, um, but I'm inspired by anybody who's done it and I'm inspired by, um, I'm just, I need to show you this really quickly to show you what I've been reading
0: We are on radio
1: here. I know, but I'm showing you and I can read out from Joyce Grenfell. (laughs) Oh, yes. My hero, my personal hero. And um, uh, mine. To Victoria Wood and in between, you know, Julie Walton. All the ones because, you know, it's like for me, um, I, I used to, you know, do loads of studying and take this course and that course. This is my best course ever, reading about those that have gone before me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's getting,
1: nothing
2: like just going and being. Sh- am I allowed to swear?
0: Being yeah, terrible. Yeah, of course you are.
2: Yeah. There's nothing like going and being shit at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To,
1: well, that's make, how you've got you to feel know, it,
2: haven't you? And yeah, and just go. I'm going to go and be shit at this for a while. Yeah. And the other third piece of advice is to record every set you do on your phone and then listen to it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Make yourself listen. It's and, like when, yeah, and I and watch yourself back. I mean, I yeah. used to be really bad at just watching or listening even to myself on the radio. I'd never listen to it. Mm. And actually you need to do that because that's how you get better. You know. Yeah, yeah. You hear your sniffing and coughing and all these other things that you do. (laughs) You have to listen to it. And uh, Mm. people don't. They just think they can do it. I love those tips. Mm. They are priceless. Well, I think you're ready to go. You're ready to go, Heather. So um, before I bid you adieu, as I like to do, um, I would really like a tip from both of you about how you have fun at work. So, Hella, what's your top tip? My
1: top tip um, is I allow myself to get into Ronnie Corbett mode. You know, while you're in that professional world, everyone has something that, you know, this you've got to talk in a particular way and do PowerPoints and all that business. No, just say what you say. And a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, you know, just and and it encourages people and their funny bones because everybody's got them so my top tip is is um you know share a bit of yourself that that that, that happened because every day something whether it's at the supermarket or you know the bus stop or you read something or saw something and i think that is how you have fun at work if you're with people who are in receive mode I've that's a- that is quite important
0: yeah and louise yeah, I would say
2: um, uh, my practical tip is that uh, if you have to get across a workspace, just choose a different way to do it. Uh, so you might, for example, leap <laughs> like a lemur across the forest floor in Madagascar, or um, <laughs> or gallop. Uh, uh, yeah, like like you're riding a pony. And these are things I have done whilst in quite you know big jobs. And I think I think if people feel that they're confident to be themselves and to to be able to laugh together that means that they are relaxed and able to be creative and bring their best ideas and their best selves to the workplace rather than thinking that it's somewhere that they have to be somebody else and be very formal all the time Uh, if there's somewhere if there's a bit of capacity for mucking about then you'll find that people are turning up ready to in the room because first of all you've got to want to be in the room before yeah. you even start work yeah. and and if you're working with people who are able to have a giggle that really helps i think
0: i am um, wrote an article quite a few years ago now for the guardian about exactly this and it was um the team that plays together stays together mm. i think it became the headline it's and it's so true because i think we learn so much about each other if we, if we have fun. And, you know, that's yeah. really my ethos. Well, I, I just give you a chance to plug your up and coming events and successes. So, Hella, where can we find you? Um, you can find Hella
1: on Instagram at TotallyHella. You can find Sister Snog on Instagram at Sister Snog. Or you can go sistersnog.com. Where art thou? <laughs> And can I just say that I love the idea of galloping around a co-working space, and I think I might see if that. Could it yeah. be
0: a movement? <laughs> yeah. Well, just, it is a movement, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It is a movement. The, the
1: if
2: movement. I see Louise galloping in a co-working by. space, we'll galloping. gallop up I'm like to five each five other. i five nine and, and, and robustly <laughs> and built. It's, I, I love like it. I love the galloping. Charged by a large <laughs> creature. <laughs>
0: So, Louise, uh, before you gallop away, where, where can we find you and what are you up to next? Uh, I think the next big thing in the diary is the
2: Funny Women 19th of April we're going back to the Wardrobe Theatre in Bristol for another fantastic showcase the last one was an absolute hoot um, really one of the best gigs of my life actually Aww. and uh, really really fun and uh, loads of other stuff going on you can check out my website at com or on Instagram at Louise Lee Comedy um, and on Twitter I'm at specmagiclady. Magic Lady I do not have a cohesive brand <laughs> I wow, love special, special
0: magic Spech. lady
2: it's fantastic <laughs> I love it
1: special I magic it,
0: lady was too long I know <laughs> that now but yes it did take it does take time but yes yeah. branding out the window but no, what no, the it's hell it's not cohesive it's not cohesive <laughs> 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 thank you both so much goodbye Bye-bye. bye bye Bye. you've been listening to How to Have
2: Fun at Work with Lynn Parker If you like us, please subscribe, review and
0: share.